This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. This is absolutely fascinating, PK, because I think the this is something that really is a critical sort of question that marketers are trying to answer. And that is to say, where should I allocate my resources that are going to get me down this pathway, a, a consumer, a customer down this pathway to purchase? Can you give the listeners a sense of when you did this attribution analysis, were, were there particular touch points that stood out as explaining a lot more variants than others that you, if you had to make a choice with finite yeah. resources, like where would you put that? Where would you put those resources? Right. So what we found, uh, you know, we worked with a, a large um, hospitality firm, and what we found there was that they were actually overestimating the impact of paid search. Okay. So um, what they actually had uh, done is they were doing a lot of email marketing, and email really doesn't lead to conversion immediately. Mm. People open up the email, see it, come to your website, and then maybe two, three, two, 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 three days down the road, they come through paid search and buy it. And so email is underestimated. Okay. So, so what we essentially tell um, companies is look at all the uh, you know, instruments where you're putting money on mm-hmm. and try to get a path nicely identified. And once you identify these paths, you can figure out where exactly you are overestimating the credit and where you are underestimating. And typically what happens is emails are generally underestimated because people tend to get more information in the upper funnel kind of, uh, you know, path to purchase, mm-hmm. where they're trying to become more aware of what mm-hmm. is available. Mm-hmm. And all these upper funnel activities, awareness really does lead to conversion later on, but awareness have to be given some credit. Gotcha. And, and these are these are, multi, these are very complex, nuanced effects right. that, that occur in this. And, and you've got to somehow identify, I mean, it's like CSI, you got to go in there and identify and diagnose right. and figure out, you know, at what point are... What are the key critical points at which you may be losing customers in a purchase funnel sense, you know, across exactly. this journey? And, and you know, we, we have now uh, statistical models and econometric models which can actually be used. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have the capability to, uh, you know, analyze a lot of big data mm-hmm. because if you think about these path data, path data can be pretty large. You have, uh, you know, gigabytes of data being generated uh, in a week. And so... Having this additional computing power and using the techniques, you can actually get a fairly good sense for what is going on with your uh, with your marketing instruments. Very, very cool stuff. Now, I do want to make sure I spend a bit of time here, PK, talking about the device switching work right. uh, that you've done. Can you talk, tell us a little bit about how you sort of discovered this issue that you wanted to study and how you decided that, you know, you wanted to actually try to tackle trying to come up with some solutions uh, to this particular issue. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the device switching uh, model actually came out of our attribution model. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, so what we actually did was, you know, the mobile traffic in 2009 was 1% of all the traffic to the websites. Okay. Mobile device. Gotcha. Now it's more than 50%. No kidding. Wow. So it's gone from 2009, just to make sure this is clear for the, the listeners, from 2009, 1% traffic from mobile devices is now 50%. Absolutely. Wow. But if you ask, if I ask you, how many people buy using their mobile device as mm-hmm. compared to desktop? Mm-hmm. The answer is still the same. It, in in two thousand nine, uh-huh. it was around less than one percent using their phones to buy stuff. Gotcha. And it was close to four percent using their desktop to buy stuff. Okay. And now 
it's really about the same. Less than 1% <laughs> gotcha. of people buying smart, using fast smartphone and still around 4% buying using desktop. Interesting, interesting. Even though the traffic has grown, uh-huh. the conversion rates in these devices have remained the same. Gotcha. So what people have really, you know, using this you know, data and saying, well, mobiles really don't make you convert. Uh, it's a desktop where conversions happen. Okay. So I'm not going to put as much money on mobile. Gotcha. I'm going to put more money on desktop. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right. Right. And and again, you know, even if you look at the uh, cost for advertising, mm-hmm. it is about sixty percent in smartphones, mobile versus you know hundred percent in desktop. Which okay. means if you if you're getting hundred dollars, you pay for an advertisement in desktop, you have to pay only sixty dollars in smartphone. Gotcha. And so you're saying there, there, there's a little bit of a potential uh, misunderstanding of this because people are saying, listen, you know, there's no point in going to mobile because it's all in desktop. And you're saying, wait a minute, I don't know if that's true. Let me test this because, in fact, it's actually cheaper to advertise and get the message out in mobile than compared to desktop. That's correct. Interesting. And, and what we are finding here is that people tend to use the mobile for more of these awareness, upper funnel mm-hmm. kinds of activities. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to buying something, they switch their device and go to a desktop and buy it there. Gotcha. So there, there's a connection. There's That's very interesting because it, what it says is like, listen, the device, the, the cell phone device, is your point, PK, is optimized mm-hmm. for a particular customer behavior. And so, you know, it's easier or for whatever reason, consumers feel familiar and feel comfortable doing the searching piece on the cell phone device more so than they do the actual buying piece. But your point is like, wait a minute, it's not disconnected. There is a relationship there. Exactly. And what we say is that you have your customer journey, your path to purchase. Mm -hmm. And generally, your path to purchase starts on a mobile because it is easy to search quickly for yes. information. Right. Uh, whereas when it comes to filling out forms and then you know using your credit card and buying stuff, you feel more secure using your desktop. That's right. Gotcha. So, so we we actually did the study with a you know a company which is uh, similar to an Amazon in in Netherlands. Okay. And then what what we did was we actually identified people switching devices. So, you know, they had a login system. So if you came in through a mobile device, you log in. You came in through a, a tablet, you logged in, and so on. So uh-huh. using mm-hmm. these login information, we were able to create their cross-device path. Gotcha. Okay. And so what were some of the descriptive uh, insights in terms of that connection between consumers mobile and desktop behaviors okay. so this, this is were there different segments yeah so so what, what it is is that uh, typically the people who start out on um, you know mobile devices when they switch to a desktop their conversion goes up by 70 percent okay so basically what we are saying here is the conversion rate increases dramatically when you switch from a less uh, from a more mobile device to a less mobile device that is you're going from a smartphone to a desktop Mm -hmm. and you you're likely to you know have higher conversion when you switch a device from smartphone to desktop got it right got it if Mm -hmm. you're staying on a smartphone the conversion rate is not that high okay if you're staying on the desktop, the conversion rate is not high. But when people actually switch from a I less see. mobile device to a more from a more mobile device to a less mobile device, then the conversion rate goes up. Interesting. Which essentially says that people are self-selecting and saying, "Well, I'm going to 
you know, buy something and I want to move from one device to the other to mm-hmm. complete my transaction. And that's the effect that we are seeing. Interesting. Would you say, PK, that part of what this is also picking up in the, the 70% uh, increased conversion uh, comparison between go- going from uh, mobile to less mobile compared to the other conditions, that part of that is almost like it's a signal that because I'm willing to go from mobile to desktop, I somehow am more committed to the purchase? Or what's the underlying psychology of this? Yeah, so there is a self-selection there. So you say that, well, you know, I I checked it out on mobile. Now I want to buy something, so I'm going to go on to desktop. So you may say, well, yeah, that's basically what's going on. But what we actually did was we we kind of did what is known as uh, matching. Mm -hmm. So we looked at people who were at the you know, same spot in their customer journey, and one person actually switches from mobile to a desktop, whereas the other person who had an equal likelihood of switching but did not switch, and we compared their uh, you gotcha. know, buying conversion rates. Gotcha. And we found that the person who switched had a higher conversion rate than I the see. person who did not switch. I see. Interesting. And so it's a kind of nice little nifty control group in the sense of that you kind of understand that, at least from that particular analysis, the motivational impetus is going to probably be the same across these two consumers. Absolutely. So, Interesting. So that actually sort of indicates to us that it's not only just the self-selection part, it's also that, you know, in an environment where you're closer to the, uh, you know, in the lower funnel of your purchase path, mm-hmm. having a desktop really helps to speed up conversion. Gotcha. And so how do you then take that critical insight, PK, and help a, help a company mm-hmm. uh, leverage it? Tell me how you would then help them build into their strategy that that critical finding that can help increase conversion for them. So what we essentially say is that identity management is very important. Now, there are lots of companies which give you the capability to track people across devices. So, mm-hmm. for example, um, you know, Google uh, or Facebook, they all know what devices you have because you have installed Got email, mm-hmm. uh, you have installed Facebook mm-hmm. uh, on all those devices. Mm-hmm. So they can actually figure out what is known as a device graph. They know exactly what devices you have and when do you go from one device to the yeah, other and so on and so forth. Interesting, interesting. So other companies also provide you these capabilities. So once you have this capability, what it really does is when you want to retarget. So if you see a person coming from a smart in a smartphone to a desktop and you know that this is the same person who was checking out your products on smartphone, mm-hmm. you can do a better job of seamless retargeting. Got it. And you can actually identify people. So you can be much more selective in targeting the right kind of people Mm-hmm. reduce your costs, and increase your conversions. Interesting. And so talk a little bit, PK, about the consumer, uh, the consumer perceptions of privacy and how that plays into this. Are, do we care about this as consumers? Are we worried that, that Google and these big behemoth tech companies can track us across devices and kind of know what we're doing? Or how does this all play into your analysis? Yeah, I think that privacy is one thing that uh, we didn't control. But here in this case, you know, people were um, logging in, so they were giving us their identity pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. And what did, what we also found was that if if you are very uh, trusting of the online retailer with whom you are interacting, mm-hmm. you will have less of a privacy concern. So if, for example, Amazon did it, and you really trusted Amazon quite a bit, so you go from Amazon's uh, mobile to a desktop, and if Amazon really did retargeting, you wouldn't think twice about it. But if it were a retailer who you really didn't trust much, maybe 
privacy issues may come to the fore a lot more than otherwise. Interesting. I think the other point to relate to that, PK, is just the fact that the digital natives, these kids that are growing up with these devices, are socialized into... Uh, you know, into kind of it's just a familiar thing that they do. So, you know, the trust issue is probably actually correlated with age in some senses, yes? Yeah, that that's absolutely true. And we also found that the, the perceived risk also depends on the product category for which you are mm. doing the search. Got it. And how expensive it is and how much experience you have with the product category and so on. Can you talk a little bit, we're running up on time a little bit here, but can you talk about some of the differences, the changes in that, the powerful uh, incremental difference in conversion as a function of category of the product? So what we found was when you, when you move from a mobile device to a tablet or a desktop, uh, the conversion rates increase when the perceived risk of the product category is higher. So if in a product category where the perceived risk is higher, uh, you will find that moving from uh, a mobile device to a tablet is going to lead to a higher conversion. Okay. And, and the same thing with a highly expensive product category. If the product investigated is being very expensive, then when you move from a mobile to a desktop, your conversion rate is going to get higher. Oh, very, very interesting stuff. I love this research. PK Kynan, thank you so much for coming on our show tonight. It was a pleasure to have you. Great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Listeners, if you want to learn more about PK, go to rhsmith.umd.edu. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.